Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 29 Health Savings Accounts. My name is Thomas Rock Lindsay, and I'm your small business ally, instructor, and servant. And I'm here to help you thrive in your role as an employer. I provide employer intelligence to you, the small business owner, and help you become an employer brainiac in just about seven minutes every Tuesday and Thursday. Health savings accounts were created in 2003 so that individuals covered by a high-deductible health plan could receive tax-preferred treatment of money saved for medical expenses. These underutilized accounts have fantastic benefits to your employees. We're going to learn more about this topic today on Small Biz Brainiac. Let's rock this. So a health savings account, or HSA, is a bank account that your employees own where they and or you, the employer, deposit tax-free money. And as long as the funds are used to cover qualified medical, dental, and vision expenses, they'll never pay taxes on it. The money your employees contribute is deducted from their gross pay before taxes are calculated, and contributions you make to their accounts are not included in their taxable income. The annual limits for 2016 are $3,350 for an individual and $6,750 for a family, and that's combined. That's both the employee contributions and any contributions you make on their behalf. Each year, your employees can deposit the maximum amount allowed, and whatever they don't use remains in the account and it accumulates year over year. You and your employees have until April 15th to make contributions to their HSA for the prior calendar year. And the HSA can only be established under a qualified high deductible health insurance plan or HDHP. And you can't be covered by another non HDHP plan at the same time. The idea is that during the year, employees will have to pay for medical expenses that aren't covered by the health plan. So at least with the HSA, they can pay those costs with tax-free dollars. In 2016, the minimum plan deductibles required for an insurance plan to qualify as an HDHP for purposes of the HSA are $1,300 for an individual and $2,600 for a family. So think about that for a minute. An individual with a $1,300 deductible can save up to 2.5 times that amount each year tax-free. An employee who isn't insured through a qualified HDHP can't establish one, and they can't make tax-free contributions to an already existing HSA that was previously set up. But if you have money in an HSA from a time when you were insured under an HDHP, then you can use that money for qualified medical, dental, and vision expenses even if you're not currently insured under one. Now, once you retire, you can continue to spend your HSA money tax-free on qualified medical expenses, or you can use the money for anything else and pay normal income taxes on it. It works a lot like an IRA or a 401k in that sense. Pretty awesome. Funds in the HSA can be used to pay insurance premiums under certain circumstances. So, for example, long-term care insurance or health care continuation coverage, which is premium paid by an employee after termination, also referred to as COBRA, health care coverage that you've purchased while receiving unemployment compensation, 
and Medicare and other healthcare coverage if you're 65 or older. Now, you don't want to do something stupid that will disqualify your HSA and cause the money to be taxable, like use it for security and a loan, or borrowing the money yourself, or using the funds for non-qualified expenses. Non-qualified distributions are included in your income and are taxed at your current rate, plus an additional 20% penalty. You can make contributions to your employees' HSAs. You deduct the contributions on your business income tax return for the year that you actually make the contributions. If you decide to make contributions, you must make comparable contributions to all comparable participating employees. Your contributions are comparable if they're either the same amount or the same percentage of the annual deductible limit under the HDHP covering the employees. Comparable employees are those that have the same category of coverage and have the same category of employment, part-time or full-time. If you make a contribution on behalf of your employees, then by January 15th, you have to notify all comparable employees who have not yet established an HSA by December 31st that they are eligible and that they have until the last day of February to establish an HSA. And if they do that and they let you know, then you have to make a comparable contribution for the prior year. An HSA is a fantastic tool. In fact, Donald Trump says in his seven-point healthcare reform that he just recently published that the House and Senate should allow individuals to use health savings accounts. Well, they already do, but maybe he's suggesting that they be more widely available. He also says that contributions into HSA should be tax-free and should be allowed to accumulate. Well, they already are. Maybe he's suggesting that the limits be increased. Well, that would, that would be good. He also says that these accounts would become part of the estate of the individual and could be passed on to heirs without fear of any death penalty. So that would be new because right now, the only way to avoid taxation of the HSA funds upon death is if the spouse is the beneficiary and he or she uses the money for their own qualified medical expenses. Otherwise, if there's no spouse, the money's taxed as income to whomever gets it after the death tax, of course. He goes on to say that the plan should be particularly attractive to young people who are healthy and can afford high deductible insurance plans. Well, there you have it. Let's recap. An HSA is an employee-owned account funded by either money deducted from gross pay before taxes, post-tax funds deposited by the employee that are then deducted from their income on their income tax return, and or employer contributions that are not considered income and are deductible as a business expense. The money remains tax-free as long as it's spent on qualified medical expenses or certain insurance premiums, and the money can be used in retirement on anything they want, and it's taxed at the individual's tax rate at that time. So if you have any questions about an HSA, please go to my website and ask. It's that simple. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. It helps make the show more visible in the iTunes crowded podcast catalog. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.